asking to join them. Oh, shit, yep, sorry. Edmund. Edmund. Yay, rat. <laughs> Furt bottom. Furt bottom? Really? You went with that? Huh? Jeff told me I had to. Oh, well, that's fair, I suppose. For, for reasons, I guess. Yeah. Tying in the lore. For reasons and This is some scintillating, scintillating podcasting. Oh yeah. Jeff, I said I'm nervous. I told Tom I'm nervous because it's a brand new system. And I don't know that I know Music everything. Music down, put my mic Although up to my simple. face, podcast like a normal person. Yeah, exactly right. Tip that that way a little bit. That'll help. So, how was everybody? Pretty good. I'm good. <clears throat> yeah, uh, same thing I was thinking this morning that I, you know, essentially created a descendant. And I don't know if we're going to die today. I would hate to kill that lore. It's possible. <laughs> like, you only have three HP. <laughs> uh huh. Unless you're a uh, brute. Right? A brute? I was going to say a brute. Rager. five, yeah. But they also get to choose to, um, what was it? They can spend an extra strike to. Like they can Do you want to use their, yeah. yeah, they use their health as. Okay, choose a hero path. Alright. So. I don't know if I did all of this correctly, but I did. Yeah, I made mine right in the um, Google Drive so that uh, anybody can look at my oh, cool. sheet. Saved it out as a... Yeah. <clears throat> I suppose I could have done that, huh? Also, <clears throat> we ran out of paper here, so... <laughs> yeah. It's the thing you do in a more digital age, uh, even for a Luddite such as myself. Are you a Luddite or a Deadite? Um, maybe a little of both. I don't know what a Deadite is. Have you not ever watched like Army of Darkness or? Oh, it's yeah. been, I mean, <laughs> I was probably a teenager the last time I saw Army of Darkness. Oh my God. You need to watch that again. I, I feel like I do. I feel like it should be on the rotation. It absolutely should. That is probably one of my favorite campy, quote-unquote, horror. Yeah. Nice. Alright, so do I need anything other than... Oh, can we... We have dice on the... Yeah, you have dice in, in Elder. I mean, like, if you have, like, a 4d6... 
I have six D6 sitting in front of me, but I also have a massive amount of D6s. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to be get physical ones. rolling real dice today. Just because with all the crap I have to look at, it's easier for me just to reach over. And also, John, probably you true. may see me rolling randomly a D20. Yeah. And I will explain that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go grab a couple physical dice. I will be over there. So I have my hero path and I have my species. Mm-hmm. I should probably pull up the drive. I'm looking for the species in the book. I don't see the species in the book. Species. You're a species. Uh, suck my species, buddy. Are you making a character real quick? Yes, I'm making a character real quick right here now. I know he's got species listed somewhere, but I don't remember where it is. Who's he? DM Scotty, the writer of the game. Your choices are human, dwarf, halfling, goblin, elf. elf. And what what does that give me? Because it says it gives him bonuses. Uh, if you're people. a human, you get an extra um, inclination, and the other ones get basically, uh, except maybe halfling gets like a dark, a, a dim vision, and one other ability. It's right. It's after the classes or the paths. Is it? Yeah. yeah, you pick a path first for, or at least it's in the book that way. Yep, path, Beastmaster. I'm looking at the book. Oh, here it is. Haha. <laughs> I have been spending a lot of time in those tw- first 20 pages in the last few days, so. Only skimmed through the DM part for how to play stuff, not what you might face stuff, because yeah. I figured that is no fun to know what you're going up against Um, in a new system oh so I wasn't supposed to read all that stuff (laughs) it's fine it'll kill you anyway yeah the dice will kill you in your choices your bag is really fuzzy I know you like that I know it feels kind of awkward. For uh, those who haven't heard the story, uh, I wanted a dice bag and we were at the craft store and I saw the furry stuff and was like, oh, well, uh, my wife who was going to make the the dice bag for me. I was like, well, you obviously can't make it out of that stuff. And she's like, of course I can. Like, okay, then let's do it. And thus the furry dice bag was born. It's reversible, so you can have the fur on the inside or on the outside. It's a household name. You have a reversible bag. I have more than one, I think. John's got a a cool one. I got a reversible one that's silver on the inside and like starry galaxy like on the inside, other side. My wife made that one too. One's inside, one's outside. 
it's like I think it's cool when you have the silver on the outside and you look in it. And like a big holding type shit. Yeah, you can see the stars on the inside. See if the roller is working. Cool. A bastard. I just like the name of that. Right. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Hello, everyone listening to the pre-show. Yep, we're uh, we're we're getting uh, getting everything ready here with our craziness. You know what's funny, yeah. genius? I uh, I picked tough bastard as well, and then treasure sense and danger sense. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I feel like that's probably one of the best ones. Iron will is probably pretty good too. So I figured if. As a as a delver, like I'm going with like an actual miner. Like I'm a delver. Like I love caves and shit. So I'm yeah. I picked danger sense. You cannot be surprised and have a boon in avoiding traps. And then treasure sense because you know treasure in the dungeon. You have a nose for finding hidden treasure and will always sense it if it's nearby. Yeah. Yeah, I went with uh kind of a full-on support um getting as much karma as possible and being able to share it so if you're if you're doing some uh wicked damage and i've got tons of karma i can help you crit out nice and we we start with three karma is that what it is yeah three karma yep and one hero die Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a question because I didn't really get to see much playtime. Yes. Do when we roll, do we are we allowed to know if we succeed or fail before we decide to use karma? Like if we roll, um, a three, you'll know you'll know your target when you roll. Okay. Most of the time. Good. Like I will tell you what your target is. Okay. Sometimes that is just there, and sometimes that's created by the dice. But cool. yeah, no, knowing your target is kind of huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the other... well, th- there's no like secret ACs or anything like that. It's you straight up know what you want to hit and it, you can spend your camera to hit it. You can re-roll your ones if you want to. Uh, and, like, it's well with the hero dice, obviously. But nice. Um, and then the only other thing that I did see, and I, I didn't see it in the rules, but the, like one guy said it in the video, that uh, auto crit beats an auto fail. So if you roll two dice and you get a six and a one, the crit beats the fail. Yeah. Uh, it depends if you have a boon or a bane. No, if you if you don't have a boon or a bane, like if you're rolling two dice. Yep. Well, that's the only times you roll two no, dice. No, every time you cast a spell, you can cast oh, up to three oh, dice. No. Uh, and there's, I think there's other times, but... Yeah, if you roll two dice and it's not a boon or bane situation, you take the six over the one. I believe. Yep, I read that too because it says because of fun, like be- oh, because yeah. you want to. Is it is it in there somewhere? Probably. I didn't, 
I didn't see it, but there was uh, all the text is written real casual, like so. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it's it is very. Um, I like that. So yeah, yeah. If you're rolling, if you roll, well, no, no. For magic, a, a one is always a failure. If you roll a one, it is a failure, and you have two options. You can take Spellburn for the failure, or you can use a hero die to roll it, re-roll it. Yeah. But if you roll a one and a six, the six is an auto crit. And you no, know, I don't think no. that's with magic. Magic doesn't work that way. <laughs> magic does not work that way. Magic is its own okay. system. So uh, can you give me another example that the guy would have been referring to of rolling two dice and it not being Boon or Bane? There isn't one. <clears throat> okay, then when you roll Boon or Bane, if you roll a six, then it automatically yeah. crits, even if you the situation he's talking about doesn't exist in the game. <laughs> as, as according to the rules written. It shouldn't. If, it, if we come across it, I mean, we can go with the auto crit because of fun, but I don't see a situation where that's going to exist. That's interesting because I read that in the rules too. There's definitely something about a six beating a one. No. Mm. So I'm just going to start show. I'm, I'm going to bypass music. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, because we're like balls deep into this conversation about <laughs> what we're doing today. This is easy D6. We are doing a... I mean, obviously, you can see that we're two people down. We are two people down because they had things to do. <laughs> Which will happen. Uh, so yeah, easy D6. Uh, John brought this to our attention. Uh, what? A, probably a couple my months. Attention by um, um, uh, Professor Dungeon Master. I forget what his YouTube channel name is. I should look that up. Give him a shout out. It's probably a it Professor D- Dungeon Master. No, it's uh, <laughs> the Dungeon Craft. DM Craft, I think. DM Craft. One of them is DM Scotty, who is the writer of the game. And the other one is Professor Dungeon Master. Um, old school role-playing people that uh, have uh, distilled their gaming tables down to the f- fun dementals. <laughs> like gotten to using systems that really require very little rule lookup, um, very streamlined, simple to understand, simple to get to. Uh, simple character sheets don't require a lot of things and when Professor Dungeon Master described this game I'm like I need to get that I need to try that so it's been a long time coming and I think you actually mentioned this to us first when we were looking at other options oh yeah than D&D because we brought up Pathfinder and then you said oh there's some other ones out there and you I think you listed like Three other ones that you wanted to try. <laughs> oh yeah, I think there, there's another one I want to do. Like we're we're gonna have a bunch of, and what this is gonna amount to is these are expeditions to Galarian from um from TBD, looking for a solid place to shift to in a world devoid of Aranon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at some point we'll get into maybe maybe what caused the issue. <laughs> On the sword coast, <laughs> what Ellie and uh, and Omen ended up doing or not doing that caused them to have to f- 
TBD to have to actually flee the plane. Oh, let's see. I'm trying to find this rule you guys are talking about. Okay. Um, I mean, okay, so under the oh, oh crap, I rolled a one. It's just rolling yeah. a one is always a failure. And the very next paragraph is I rolled a six. Rolling a six is always a success. Yep. So, and then in the video and somewhere where in the text, I don't know where Tom found it, but I did not see it. It says a six beats a one. And that's the guy in the video also said that. See, I don't know where you'd have a situation where you'd have. And when you roll, and when you. And you roll magic, you roll three dice, and a six beats a one. Magic system is it doesn't, different. It doesn't, you, can't, you can't use karma on a, on a magic roll, but you if you I roll know. a six, it beats a one. There's nothing uh, in there that says it doesn't. If you can find it, show me. Well, I, let me, I will find, where's the magic? Because I was looking at this, and... <clears throat> there's, uh, the one thing, where is magic? Magic starts, I think, on page 14. All right. I mean, it, it refers to rolling a one, but that assumes you didn't also roll a six based on the other rules in the game. So we should probably give it a brief description as to what this actually is, huh? So mm -hmm. it, in this system, there is no D20s. There's no D12s. There's no D10s. There's no D anything other than sixes, right? Right. You do not mm -hmm. roll to hit. You, I mean, well, you... Oh, how do you explain it? You roll to hit, but it's only on a D6. We have three hit points, so it is very very important to not get hit <laughs> so things are not going 50 damage 20 20 damage 10 damage you're not getting those those massive strikes uh, it's it's very much a simplified more simplified version of a role-playing game and the, the point of it is to have fun and not be a rules monger. And here's your thing right here. Spell burn and personal sacrifice manipulating mystic energies is difficult and can be outright dangerous. A roll of a one when casting a spell means energies do not manifest. Right. That's assuming you didn't That's crit because a crit is an auto. It's an auto success. It doesn't count mm -hmm. the one. It's like the one didn't exist. But spell burn or but. Roll I get it. One. If you roll a one and a five, if you roll a one and a six, over. you still need to resolve the fact I that will, you rolled a one. I will turn this card right around. You rolled a one. When a roll of one when casting a spell, the energies do not manifest. And then you need to either spell right, burn. But it only counts as rolling a one if you didn't roll a six. Otherwise, rolling a one is you didn't roll a one if you rolled a six. It if you roll a one <laughs> casting a spell, it fails. That's what it says. Right, right. Flat out. But it, if you a roll six something, isn't an automatic success in magic. Magic it is doesn't a say that. System. It does not say that. It doesn't say that. It only says a rolling a six is always a success. Earlier in the in the rules. I no, because then if you roll a six and a one, then there's no there's no um 
danger in throwing the power level up to whatever. There's a consequence to using more magical power, and it is that you can roll more ones. And you either have to spell burn or hero die to make it go through. Okay. If if you roll a six and a one, you've rolled a one on, a, on casting magic. It does not manifest. It says nothing about a six offsetting that in the magic rules. It says nothing saying that the magic rules follow a different rule, though. Then a six is always a success. Magic and miracles are un- unlike other actions. Page 14, top of the page. Rules for spellcasting and calling on miracles are detailed here. Casting magic or calling on miracles is a mini-game that has a different set of rules than any other action. Yeah, it must have been in the video that I saw because I'm looking at the... Uh, yeah, that sounds I like someone... One, kick-ass, I rolled a six, but there's nothing. That sounds like someone didn't understand the rules. Because DM Scotty has videos that go straight through his, his magic casting and his miracles. Because if, if, if the chance of a six and the chance of a one, they're equal, regardless of how many dice you add to it. So there's no consequence for adding more dice. The, the numbers are the same. I would say that in, in all of DM Scotty's videos, he always goes with rule of fun is better. So I would think that he would have, you know, in the discrepancy here, it's well, more fun to roll a six than a one. Alquin points out that DM is always right. That too. I don't think that's in the play, rules. So. <laughs> I didn't see that in the rules for this game. That's a D&D rule. <laughs> um, that's fine. We, we'll, we can play it that way and uh, I'll deal with it later. I'm going to take my dice <laughs> and I'm going to go home and I'm going to hold my breath until... <laughs> yeah, I can't hold my breath very long, so I don't win that I mean, contest. Oh. If, it, if, it, if it ends up... I have a feeling this game's going to be deadly as fuck anyway, so I may just make that ruling. But I don't read the rules as that. So. Because so. it's a different system. So, genius. What is your character? Mm. Who is your character? <laughs> So Hi I guys, we're fighting to begin today. <laughs> no, it's good. I'd rather fight in the pre-show than during. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is this is show. And the I funny mean, thing is, pre- this whole system is, this whole system is set up so that we don't fight. Like- yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. My biggest consequence with rules light is it doesn't explain the corner cases or you know even if it's a corner case. I'm gonna trust your DM in that case, and you know me. My character is Royce Sistini. She's a, a timid. She's timid and humble about herself and her powers, but she does pack a punch when called upon. Uh, she bears the scars of an accident with fire across her chest and stomach, which causes both concern over uncontrolled flames and a reluctance to wear more revealing clothes or undressing in front of others. She is trained in conjuring elements of water, uh, not completely believing the stories about her great-grandfather, but desperately wanting them to be true. Um, she is essentially the third generation after a character that Ryan played on Friday nights with uh, our uh, I saw that first I was campaign. wondering. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, that's... Um, essentially, uh, we, I mean, we were on a different plane, and but uh, uh, Ryan's character had... Um, a relationship with someone from the Ravnica uh, 
plane. So uh, figuring the next generation was kind of a planeswalking generation. And the generation after that ended up falling in love with someone from the Sword Coast. So she ended up being born on the Sword Coast. And that's kind of, wow. I'm leaving it intentionally loose because there could wow. be all kinds of story involved in there. That's epic, Jeff. And I asked Ryan if I could do it before I posted it, so. That is epic. <clears throat> nice. Oh. All right. So really, she she's kind of just more on a, a quest to prove herself or to uh, gain confidence than uh, than really to like make a name for herself or anything like that yet. Very right. cool. Uh, my character is Julius Furtbottom. <laughs> uh, Genius can explain why we chose Furtbottom because I'm not necessarily <laughs> in the know, but uh, I am a halfling delver. Uh, I'm about a little under three feet, so like two foot ten, about forty pounds, and um, I look like a dirty miner. Like I have a minor helmet with the with a pickaxe, um, and I love adventuring from a small town, um, and just like adventure is my number one goal. Adventure goal, uh, gold, treasures, having fun. I'm very curious, always looking for new adventures. Doesn't like to sit still. Always asking questions, just very curious. Yeah, no, no, no scary backstory. Good family comes from a long line of Delvers, like fathers, 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 father was a Delver. It's a long line of Delvers. Come from a long line of Delvers, and they've that song. <laughs> they've been rich at points. They've been very poor at points because they, they're not gamblers, per, you know, so to speak, but because they spend so much time and money and effort getting into these, you know, searching for treasure and searching for stuff. You know, they're, they've found a lot of cool stuff, but then they've gone on long droughts to where they've lost all of their stuff because they haven't found anything. Nice. A very grounded family. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, me too. Also, <laughs> also uh, please chat, do not search Dirty Miner. Uh, that is not something you want to put into your Google search. No. no. Oh, and side note, uh, I like to be walking. called I like to be called Baron Von Furtbottom. Because I think it's very classy, even though I look like a freaking ho- hobo in in a mud pile. Nice. All right. Um, we did not have any conversation about how we ended up working together. So you're hired. Uh, or how long we've been working together, or if this is just us meeting each other for the first time. This is just you meeting each other for the first time. Um, you're responding to uh, the Belching Dragons um, flyer on uh, looking for brave adventures for 
basically the whole flyer made it seem like this could be a one-way trip. It's kind of like um, Armageddon. <laughs> Looking for the people that are willing to go for whatever reason. Now, whatever reason your characters chose to be willing to go, uh, whether it's um, uh, Royce, you heard that it's possibly plane shifting related and whether that's family like mm -hmm. your your family history stuff doing that uh royce the possibility of going somewhere where no man has gone before <laughs> just that that innate curiosity in you um, to see something you haven't seen reason you dig all the time anyways looking for that crazy find and the next big find the next big thing has led you here um there is a whole team of people um around ellie is talking it's about a team of 15 or so and you're part of this team uh, and ellie is going through the breakdown uh it's three groups of five you are with two other people, a human female named Curlin. Looks to be ranger-esque or warden in this case for easy d6. And then a uh, stout dwarf. Uh, I don't know what his name is though. <laughs> we'll call him George. George the dwarf. <laughs> Sure, George works. Everyone calls him George. His name is actually Hore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Um, oh, it's it's George with a J. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. George with a J. Everyone, everyone calls him George. He's succumbed to just being called George, although he speaks with a, like a Latin accent. <laughs> Stout dwarf, dark. Dark hair, dark skin, complected, uh, heavy armor. Carries a, carries a shield with him. Um, he's also got a, a, a pack on his back, and you can see various things hanging from it: torches and um, on this little pot of something hanging off the side. And he's got a knife on his hip and a and a sword, a short sword in his hand. His shield. He holds it when he holds it, and he's holding it. When he's not holding it, it hangs from the side of his um, backpack. There is also a gnome in like wizard robes, like conjurer robes, um, in your group of five. Uh, Curlin seems to be the leader of this group. And Ellie's sending you guys through a portal one at a time in the back of the Belching Dragon. Um, for you guys walking, it's the first time you've seen it. And Krillin just says to you guys, are you, are you ready to go? This is your moment to bail if you want to bail. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We... I want to go. Bail. Let's go. Let's go. Right. We both bail. What are we going to do today for our show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk you know, about this have... one versus six again. We, we have we have, we have fun on the third coast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think uh, Royce probably doesn't think about it too much. If she thinks about it too much, she might back out. So she's just gonna walk. And just it, steps go. forward into the. Yeah. Carolyn yeah. just kind of looks at her and nods. She steps past her. 
You put Furt Bottom. What's your first name? Julius. <laughs> Julius. Call him, I, I'm going to call him Baron the whole time. Baron? Baron? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Baron. Yeah, Baron von Furt Bottom. Baron. Baron and Royce. All right. Yeah, so uh, Julius Baron would be like, if they're in line, since I'm so short, I would be like jumping around, like peering around everybody like, God, what's the yeah. hold up? Like, let's get this shit rolling. <laughs> or right, right. just like that. I mean, that's my axe. It's cool. <laughs> in the circle. <laughs> and there's y'all get inside the circle and there's a mage there and Dark Robes is casting an incantation and you feel like your belly button pulled from the inside of your stomach and almost like you're being turned inside out and the world goes hyperspace light around you for a few minutes. That tickles. <laughs> and then the first thing you notice is thunder. There is a bolt whip crack of lightning and a loud bit of thunder rolls. Alright, Gulf Brooks. On an island. Um the mage that came with you, the gnomish mage that came with you is halfway inside a nearby wall, stone wall, eyes glazed over, completely still. Um, and Carlin walks up to her and is poking at her. Mm. All right, there's four of us now. You look around the sea is broken by several large sharp juts of stone sticking out 30 to 40 feet in the air it is roiling and spinning around as the almost like a uh, what am I trying to think of like shit, like water going down your... Like a whirlpool? Tornado. Yeah, thank you, whirlpool. <laughs> thank you. Why do you think a whirlpool beyond me? Um, rolling past the, like, the one edge of the, island, the rock formation you're standing on. And you're estimating this whole thing maybe... 400 to 500 yards? Wide? as many of these are just kind of sitting here in this whirlpool and they form a general circle and there is this whirlpool is just spinning around in the middle of that general circle and it's lesser on the outside but the rain is pelting your face occasional flashes of lightning reveal rough waters you can see parts of ships broken on some of these islands and stacked up on some of them um, there is a path that winds off to the right um, kind of in between two rocks there's like it, it starts off in like maybe a three or four foot wall on the right hand side and kind of gets up higher and ends up being thicker as like a path was carved into the stone in that direction 
I would uh, I would like to uh, um, activate a mystic barrier. It's the, the first ability that a conjurer has. Uh, I can shield myself with magic until it absorbs a hit or I fall unconscious. Okay. So I will, um, using the elemental power of, of the water, I will grab the rain and start having it spin around me in a little bit, in a, a sphere, like a bubble that uh, of protection. Okay. So And so roll a d6 to cast your magic. Um, this isn't a spell. I don't what, isn't a spell? No, it's just a, just as an action, you can shield yourself. Oh, hell. Okay, cool. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know that there's any no? succeed yeah. or fail on that one. And yeah. it doesn't have it. And that was the funny thing is you said it right in the thing. It doesn't have a duration, so you just have it up all the time. Yeah. Just in combat, it costs you an action. Okay, cool. So, so it, it absorbs a strike if you yeah. take one, and then it's gone. And then okay. it's gone. Yeah. All right, perfect. So yeah. you, you put this up as you start walking in <laughs> on the island. Um, Curlin looks at Jorge and says, Jorge, do you want to take a look, last look at her? I don't know that there's anything we can do there. And he walks over and he's, he pulls his knife out and right where her like arm is in the stone, he starts cutting a little bit into her flesh and peels back in. Um, you see that there is like stone there where he peels away, the stone keeps going. So like there's only half of her there, but it's being held up by the stone. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? I'm I, I'm just sitting there like peering over the knife. That's um Why'd you do that? What what's what's going on? I wanted to see if she's inside the stone. Look, <laughs> and he does this, and you see some blood. As fast as the blood is pouring out, there's rain beating on it, and you clearly see the stone with a little bit of flesh, and like you can see some muscle fiber there, like also hanging out of the stone. Oh, that's really gross. We could get her down, but it would be a mess. I'm gonna lift my finger and kind of poke at it. <laughs> <laughs> where you poke at like the stone where that fiber was it kind of crumbles a little bit away and falls to the ground so cool yeah she's one with the stone now I've heard of monks that do this not like this though uh, is, uh, I would have known that she probably had some scrolls or some other magical stuff is it likely that that's inside the stone Yes, that would have been okay. in her backpack. <laughs> yeah, not going to dig for it. <laughs> Even with a Delver. <laughs> Even with a Delver. Um, heading, uh, Curlin looks and says, all right, well, we have four now. So, I'll take the lead, yes? I, yeah, can I help? If you want to lead, yes, you can lead. And I'll just um, walk, I'll be like, walking like right next to them almost like I'm like a dog walks right next to the to their owner okay <clears throat> all right like, like shoulder like, to leg uh, shoulder to leg okay okay <laughs> what race are you <laughs> I'm a halfling okay <laughs> perfect I'm a halfling perfect um sure <laughs> As you're walking along, um, the 
what was just like a little valley in the rock slowly becomes a cave and it gets very dark ahead of you and without saying anything to anyone um Jorge pulls out torches and a flint and steel and starts starts up torches and just starts handing them to you guys I'm so gonna run I'm gonna run to the front of the cave just somebody gave me fire <laughs> I've <laughs> <laughs> seen that video. Little girl play with a sparkler, drawing stuff in the air, and then some little boy with a sparkler goes running by. Somebody gave me fire! <laughs> I have not seen that. Oh my god, it's amazing. I'll post it to the Discord. Um, Moving forward uh, into the cave, it darkens out. Er, yeah, it darkens ahead of you. Coming into vision as you are walking is a skeleton. Well, is it a skeleton? As you get closer, there's fleshy bits to this. But there's clearly a spear sticking into him that has him lodged in the wall behind him. And he does not seem to be moving. I'm going to go poke him. Where you poke him, it kind of shimmies a little bit, and there's like a rattle of bones. Hmm. Sounds like a rattle. As you're standing there looking at him, you poke him, there is, you notice there's like doorway behind him. But where the like, where a handle typically is for a door to push or pull, um, there's a body there. Best guess this. The spear is like crammed into the door jam or something. And that's how it's holding him upright. I'm going to jump up and up and down and point out the door. Guys, yeah. look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. I need help. I need help. Okay. Did you look for traps? You have some trap sense or something, right? Yep. I do. I have uh, danger sense. Right, danger go ahead and make a make a um, make a check for traps. It gives you a boon on these, right? So you roll two d six and take the higher. Uh, okay. So my first one is a one. My second okay. one is a three. Your second one is a three. Okay, that's. And I don't think it was a boon. I thought it was. Was it a boon or was it uh just an extra? Wait. Did you you have trap? You should finder know the number. It was three. Yeah. Do you have trap finder or danger sense. Uh, you cannot be surprised and have a boon in avoiding traps. In avoiding, avoiding traps. traps. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I just get the one dice then. And, uh, yeah, the, just the one dice. I failed. Well, you needed you needed to hit a three. All right. I got a one. Just, you're looking for a trap. You got a one. Yep. Which means um, you get a karma because you failed. Yeah, you get a karma because you failed, or you can spend karma to make that a three, two karma to make it a three. Uh, I don't think you can use karma on a one. You can only use hero dice on a one. Yeah, I... yeah. It's under this, this the what can you not use karma on, I think. Yeah, you cannot use karma on magic or miracles. Or Are we going to have another fight? Oh, no, add karma no, to any roll. Be... Nope, add karma to any roll besides one. You're right. Okay. So you can hero die to... 
No, I think he wants to find out what happens when uh, there's a trap. I'm pretty sure oh, that was his. Uh... Yeah, I'm. He wants oh. to use his danger sense. Yeah. All right. Is... All right. The, you you said there's no traps then. <laughs> no traps. It's fine, no traps. guys. All right. The trap was over his head. <clears throat> Curlin walks up and she grabs that spear and she pulls on it and it doesn't come right away. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And after after a minute of wiggling it, <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> it pops. <laughs> We're going to lose them. We're losing them, folks. <laughs> I'm going for all the meta in innuendo uh-huh. metaphor. <clears throat> Two things happen. Um... <laughs> The the skeleton zombie thing, uh, its eyes glow blue in the moment that the spear is released from its ribcage. The second thing that happens is a bunch of rocks from above fall, and I need a miraculous save from um, Baron and from... And Curlin? And from Curlin, yes. Okay, so does this count as his danger sense having a boon in avoiding a trap? Yes. <laughs> this counts as a boon in avoiding a trap. Uh, you need a four to get away from this. Four. Three and a four. Three and a four? Excellent. So you, you jump out of the way and, and Curlin jumps back as these rocks come crashing down from above and the uh, the zombie skeleton thing is flattened underneath these rocks oh I wonder why that happened the hand reaches out for you once and whiffs and collapses the ground you see a door in front it seems to be looser on its moorings it's pushed in a little bit from the rocks <clears throat> drop you dudes on the map then <clears throat> yay uh, what do i get what do i need here bounce characters props maps characters that's it let's see where it is um is there a ranger token? I don't know that there's a ranger token, is there? Um, there should be. It, they're not in order. They're in a weird yeah. order. So, ranger yeah. might be one of the first ones. I think there's a bow or a crossbow or something, maybe. Yeah, I'm looking forward to not seeing it. I see the druid one. That's good. It's scroll. It scrolls side to side. I just oh, put it on. Ah, there's one. Thank you. So you guys are over here. Oh, let's see. I need my hand tool. Like it. Need your hand tool. Yeah. Actually, let's put you right here because the trap fell where you can see these two white lines down oh, the there are the door. So I don't know. I don't know what I should be. I'm gonna be the. What are you, a Delver? Yeah. Uh, what? I'm gonna be the that gear-looking thing, the artificer. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
Oh, we're down there. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um. And the other guy's, I'm assuming, a warrior? He's a, yeah, he's a warrior. Uh, uh, you can put a shield or something. No, there's, a bar a shield. there's a barbarian. Okay. There's a shield icon token thing. Okay, why is your name on top and we're... Because the name on top is because he's oh. controlling it, not be, uh, like okay. as soon as he clicks off. Got it. Got uh, it. Got it. I can change names if you want to go story. Okay. Uh, did you get a token out there for Jorge? That's what we need. Um, so that door is sitting just in front of you, in darkness beyond. And there's a pile of rocks to climb over to get into the door. I'm definitely scrambling over that pile of rocks. Scramble over the pile of rocks. Push on the door, the door swings open. The spear seems to be the thing holding it there. Um, you, you notice on the back side of it that there was some sort of, there was like this bar contraption that seemed to be holding up the rocks above that when the door shifted, it moved out and those rocks fell. Hmm. And now that you're on this side of it. <laughs> nice. Uh, peering back, the... Let's delete this fog here. How do I delete the fog? Again. Um, fog. Delete. There we go. Peering back, you see at the very end of this, um, long room ahead of soars off into darkness, but there are like pews, like a church here. And all, all along the walls, as you walk forward, there's iconography of the sea. Like this is some sort of church to a sea god or something. Um, very clearly not based on your initial impression of the roaring sea, and the very little land to stand on, you're getting an idea that this is probably not a place that TBD is going to be wanting to settle down. <laughs> it's very clear in the beginning. Uh, looking at this, this is, seems to be like the first civilized place that you've seen on this island. So you're curious curling is definitely um let's move forward to at least explore this out maybe we can bring something back that would be worthwhile stepping into this room further in the pews oops i'm drawing thank you um in some of the pews near the front, as your torches reach them, there are skeletons sitting there with one's got a tricorn hat on and one's got a bandana wrapped around the skull. And they're, they're sitting there kind of sloppily half-assed off to the side. They don't move as you approach. That's good spaces for him. Uh, actually, just a little bit because there's an altar up there too. 
Yeah, I would definitely kind of... I'd be a little leery, but I'm very <laughs> curious. So I'm going to go up to the one on the left. Or I'm going to approach the one on the left. Okay. Do you do anything to it? Yeah, I'm going to poke him. You're going to poke him? I have, I have my... My, I have my pickaxe out, and I'm just gonna kind of, okay. with the with the pointy part of the pickaxe, I'm gonna poke him on the top of the head, kind of like tink, 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 tink. Um, the, this one's got the tricorn hat on, so you kind of poke at it, and it's solid underneath that hat, and it shifts forward and kind of moves and stands up and turns and looks at you, and reaches and draws a sword out. So. We are entering combat. Who would you like to go first? <laughs> uh, the players go first, and then the enemies go. Um, and then you guys get to choose what order you go in. Uh, I vote for Jorge. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with Jorge. I'm down Jorge. With the, I'm down with Jorge. the George with the J. <laughs> George with the J. You done with George with Jay? Yeah, you know Yeah, me. you know me. <laughs> you gotta say May. <laughs> gonna rhyme. You gotta gonna rhyme, dude. Rhyme. You are white. Yes, I am. <laughs> Bunch of white boys rapping on a D&D podcast. <laughs> it doesn't get whiter than that. <laughs> I don't know that it does. Um... All right, so Jorge. So Jorge can move 30 feet. He, he gets a move action of 30 feet, a action, and a free action. His free action is going to ready his weapons. <laughs> See, shield, sword. Um, And then he is going to... What is he? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He's going to get there, and he is going to strike at the... Skeleton. Oh, I need the. I forget what their two hit is. I believe it's a three. What page are they on? 60. 59. 59! So, yeah. Alright, cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a two hit of three. So, he strikes. Yeah, he's straight striking. And it's a six. So, that is a crit. So what happens when you roll a crit is you get to roll again and possibly deal another strike of damage. And that's a six. <laughs> keep going. So one of I'm the better. rules to this game is you keep rolling sixes until you can no longer roll sixes, correct? Well, you can choose to stop at any point. Yeah, I mean, but if you kept because rolling sixes, you would be able to just keep rolling, right? Uh, in, unless you rolled a one. <clears throat> Then, then you're because it's, it's confirming a crit. If you roll a one, then you don't get that last one. I think is what it is. Mm -hmm. You get it, everything up until that point, or is it? I don't think the. I I can't imagine that if you rolled like four sixes in a row and then you rolled a one, that the whole thing would be wiped out. That that would necessarily I, make I, sense. I think that's it because you have the choice. And if you have your hero die, sure, why not? But if you don't have your hero die, maybe you just stop at four. <laughs> like he is going to right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so <clears throat> when you uh, confirm the crit, that yes. means rolling a second six? Yep. Okay. Yeah, confirming the crit means, okay, you've critical. 
He's got the rules for it in here, and I'll have to read it so, again. I'll so if you roll in. a crit, you still, in order to confirm the crit, you have to crit again, or just you have to succeed on the second? You just have to succeed on a second roll. Okay. And, and then, But if you do roll another six, then you could go for a third. You can go even higher if you want. Yeah. Um, rolling a six is, in combat is a crit. has the potential of causing more strikes of damage. Continue rolling one die for every consecutive six rolled to inflict another strike. This is called confirming the crit. Karma can also be used to boost rolls to sixes. Keep rolling until either you do not roll a six or run out of karma. With enough luck or karma, you could kill anything. Beware, enemies can also inflict crits. Confirm crits use permanent unused strikes to be carried over to other targets. But you can't move at that point. Yeah, it's got to be within range. Yep. So, yeah. It doesn't say... uh, All right. Yeah. So you keep going until you do that or you run... Do not roll a six or run out of karma. So, he's on four. Uh, well, keep going. See, now that's a one. Now there's the freaking rules. Well, here's his hero die. There. There's a three, which confirms. <laughs> so he's done four strikes of damage to the skeleton. He runs up with his short sword, and it's it's like just a flurry of blade and bone chips flying everywhere as this skeleton just it draws its sword on you, and it's kind of like Jorge comes to, like, no. <laughs> so it's, it's blinking and Robin Hood men in tights attacking the tree or the post. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when the skeleton <laughs> dies with an enemy within its presence, it gets a free attack on an enemy. <clears throat> so it is going to, its hand is on the floor and goes to attack you. Yeah, and you're short enough it's going to hit you in the face. Now, so it rolled a two to attack you, which misses. A three will hit you, and then you get a chance to use your armor to resist the strike. Okay. That's how that works. So in this case, say that had been a three Mm -hmm. and a successful hit, then you roll an armor save based on what type of armor you have. What type of armor do you have? I have medium armor. Medium armor. So what a medium armor is, is you need a five or a six on the die to resist the strike. So had he saved, go ahead and roll a die. And I believe you can use your karma on your Yeah, I think roll. it's for everything. As long as you don't roll on one. <clears throat> yep. The hero takes a strike. If they fail, yeah. Remember that karma can be used to boost save rolls. So a nice thing is villains and enemies don't have these. Cool. So he comes up, he ends up in a million pieces. As he goes down, he swings at you and misses. Uh, I'm too short. Who's going next? <laughs> he moved, he drew his weapon, um, did an attack action. Uh, up to you, Baron, but I would, uh, I'd be okay going next. Yeah, you, you, you've ranged magic, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, my inspiration for a lot of this was the things that we did in our old campaign with our elements. So uh, Royce yeah. is going to essentially cast uh, like icicle or uh, nice. ice, the equivalent of ice knife, but with yeah. explosion um, and make an attack. Uh, kind of pulling pulling the cold 
moisture out of the air and forming it into an icy dagger type shape and sending it towards the other one. All right. Um, so it has to do some kind of a saving thing first. Yes. Four magic. <laughs> and you're doing a fairly basic tossing yeah. um, ice. So it's resistance. Eh, where's, where's the character? Because it and I guess make sure it doesn't have any special resistance. My bad. I should keep this open. Um... It does, but this is not one of them. <laughs> okay, so you're sending this ice at it, so it resistance resistance should be one die. Yeah, one d six. Um... Three yeah. is your number. You got to hit. So you get to choose your power level now. All right. Uh, let's let's go with two. Okay. So I'm gonna attempt to roll on the dice roller in the Albe Rodeo. So here they come. It's a one and a three. A one and a three. <laughs> now because there is a one. I, I am going to accept the failure because my okay. one of my chosen uh, attributes or whatever they're called is um, victory and failure. You get extra karma when so you fail? I get, I get two karma every time I fail. Oh, hell. <laughs> uh, victory and failure, you gain two karma for every failed roll. So I will take the two karma. Nice. And be happy with having now five karma now in my pool. Now, at any point when you have five karma, if you would like to switch them for a hero die, you can. Yeah, I because I also have in, inspiring, meaning I can give them, I think I'll just sit here on the five for now. And you have a hero die right now, so I and I have a hero. Another one. Correct, correct. <laughs> like the uh, rules for it seem like at any point you can just change your karma in for a hero die. So yeah. when you need it, why would you? Yeah. So especially I will... if you can dole it out. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Baron, do you want to oh. go or do you want Carolyn to go? I'll go next. Okay. Unless uh, we have a different idea, but I would now, the, be the other one hasn't done anything yet, right? Like it still it's, sitting well, there. It's, it, yeah, it, well, it stood up. When okay. when the one stood up, they both stood up. But okay. it, it's like looking around. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Definitely does not look like a friend. A friend. Yep. I'm yep. going to run over to this one and swing pickaxe overhead. Like a right. like you're throwing an axe. And so you barely, hit him, barely hit him at the kneecap. No. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Go run it, you attack him. Okay, to hit him is a three. You five. Need, so you roll you rolled a five? Nice. Excellent. You hit him for one strike. He falls. And as he falls, because he fell apart and falls, he gets a strike or one attempt to strike you. Nice. Which is a three, which will hit. So you have armor resistance. Come on, baby. Is it a one? A to one. You, you want to like use turn to... <laughs> I would like to use my hero dice, please. Okay, yeah, use your hero die. <laughs> yeah, it's just basically a reroll, right? Yep. Yeah. Three. Three. All right. You need so five. So you, need you can use five. You can use you, your karma. You can spend two karma and ignore the strike, or you can take the strike. If you take the strike, you end up getting a karma point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take the strike. So you're going to take the strike and go down to two strikes. 
Remember, three strikes, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Which I figured is why he probably calls them strikes. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I, don't know, I don't know what game that brute is playing, but everybody else is playing baseball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> playing cricket or something i don't know what are the rules to cricket <laughs> nobody right. knows the rules to cricket nobody knows the rules to cricket now we're, right. now we're gonna get hate in the chat yeah exactly right <laughs> no because nobody I'm knows the galquin watches cricket <laughs> i think we're safe <laughs> unless we have like uh who is it monkey bananas is over in europe somewhere he seems like somebody that would watch cricket <laughs> he, he <knows laughs> cricket, cricket watching bastard yep um so uh skeleton standing right there in front of you oh wait no curling goes Curlin goes, Curlin. So it it gets to attack whether or not uh, it dies. That wasn't the when it dies thing. Oh yeah, that yeah that was when it dies thing. Yes, never mind. Yes, it gets to attack when it dies. That's okay. it's it's well, it's um parts continue fighting. Free okay. attack if destroyed near an enemy. <laughs> okay, if it's not dead, then see if Curlin kills it. In which case, we just played it in the wrong order. Yes, it, no, it is dead. <laughs> it is dead. It is, oh, gone. it is dead. Okay. It cool. is dead. They have one strike. So. Okay. Jorge kind of overkilled it. Yeah, Jorge really kind of did a number on it. Yeah, we know what kind of person Jorge is now. And and part of this is me wanting to um, be careful because there's some creatures in here that I'm like, <laughs> kill someone quickly, easily. So, and I don't know if it's that easy. I'm just trying to get my head around the game. Mm-hmm. Which is working. So, uh, this skeleton's dead. There are no more threats in the room. I'm going to look uh, through the skeleton bones for anything. There's All a right. bandana. Um, there is a uh, short sword. Kind of eaten up a little bit. Um, a little, like, not well tended to. Anything you find is not well tended to. There's a compass on there. That seems to like when you open it up and look at it is going like this. Like the magnetic north is swirling like the water outside. I'm gonna take that and throw it at. Uh, I'll I'll throw it at, at genius at Royce. Like, hey, look at this. This is cool. And then I'm gonna take the bandana and kind of put it in my back pocket like a like a cool rock star. And then yep. the pointy nice. hat. I'm going to stick on over my Delver's helmet. <laughs> so you have like this hard hat on with a light on it with a... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and the, the bandana out of your pocket, Baron Von Springsteen. Uh-huh. Baron Von Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a title. We said, yeah, no shit, right? That is a title if I've heard one. Um... As you are looking at these skeletons, Baron, you feel a like a breeze come from off the altar somewhere. I was gonna say I would be searching the room starting from the back end. Starting from the back end, there's a uh, there's a lot of pews here. Um, the interesting thing is there's like it looks like there were regular fights in this room, <laughs> which strikes you as odd for a church, but. There are nicks and stuff in all the pews, and there's. You find um. Actually, go ahead and make a make us a, a, a search check, an investigation check for it. Which is a d6. I rolled a one. You rolled a one. Do you want to oh, use your man. hero die? No, I get two karmas for that. 
Oh, excellent. Of course you don't want to roll the one. Awesome. Um, and I am channeling the negative. We are playing this online, but in person. I have a bunch of little glass tokens that I'd throw in the middle of the table as karma. Like that tactile feel of grabbing karma mm-hmm. and stuff. And then like you'd you'd have your hit points sitting in little red glass beads in front of you. Nice. So you kind of really kind of look and go, oh crap. Kind of like playing magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of moving <clears throat> moving little pieces around. So you have seven karma now? Is that where you're uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That seems busted as hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um looking around the room though, yeah, you don't you find a lot of aspects or um damage from fighting, stuff like that. And you notice that about the same time Baron does that the, this, there's this breeze coming from behind the altar down into this room that seems to be escaping out the opposite side. I would also be, because I'm short, I'm guessing I wouldn't be able to look at the top of the altar. So I'd ask no. Jorge to lift me up and put me on top of the altar so I could see what's up there. The halfling okay. asks the dwarf for a boost. Yep. All, all, all they need is a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, Jorge like literally shoulder rides you. He picks you up and puts you on his shoulders, and uh, so you can see up there. And looking up there, there's a um, there's a silver bowl, and there's like a flask of some kind up there. Like a, it's got a cork in the top of it. Uh, I would grab both and jump down from from Jorge's shoulders. Okay, I thought you wanted to ride, but. Is good. What'd you oh, find? Oh, no, I found. Look at this. I'm gonna hold up this the silver bowl. You think this is worth something? I'm gonna put it it's in bowl. my. It's worth yeah, something. But it's but it's silver. It's silver. You can eat out of it. <laughs> you, you get the idea that Jorge's not really about wealth and riches and finding, like he's the anti um, Julius. Like he's the anti Baron. Like he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's in it for the fights. <laughs> So I'm going to put the bowl in my backpack and then I'm going to... Where's he in the bottle? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who, 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 can, look, who can tell? Did um, did, Kirk, did, uh, did uh, uh, Ellie give us direction on what we can and can't do with taking things or anything? I mean, obviously this seems abandoned, so it shouldn't matter, but... Yeah. Uh, she... She is giving Curlin specific orders on what to touch, and Curlin's just observing you guys as she's sitting there. She she's looking around mildly herself, but keeping an eye on you guys out of the corner of the eye. You get the feeling that she's actually possibly judging you guys for future missions as well, and that you may have been sent here with her knowing that this is probably the least hospitable spot for CBD. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I would hand the potion to to Royce and be like, and I would say, Look, your magic, you can tell. What What is this? Your magic. Figure it out. Pull the cork, man. Smell it. It may be alcohol. Oh, alcohol. <laughs> so I'm going to take it back and pop the cork. <laughs> Here, check this out. Oh, wait. It may be alcohol. You pop the cork. You take a whiff. There's, that's rum, man. That's spiced rum. It smells great. I'm going to say it's rum. I'm going to take a hit and I'm going to pass it. I'm going to pass the non-duchy. Pass the non-duchy on the left hand. Pass the rummy. 
Roy, uh, Jorge takes it and he's like, yeah, see, senor. He takes a hold. Oh, he holds it. Efe? <laughs> holds it out to Curlin. Like, Royce? Royce would probably take it and uh, not really drink from it, but just get enough to like taste it on her lips, but not oh, yeah. like, make it look like she took a drink, but not. Yeah. She's exactly. Close mouth it. Just... A lot more concerned about where we are than apparently Baron and Jorge are. Do you take another another drink, Baron, as it come, the bottle comes back to you? Uh, no, I'll, I'll put the cork on it and put it in my backpack. Yes, it's a victory dance, senor. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. It's fun. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, see if I can figure out where this air is coming from. This is this is our victory dance. When we win, we don't light this until the fat lady sings. Mm, fat lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Uh-huh. Scene too. All right. Uh, so getting up there, Royce, you notice there is actually a door back there. That is, it's well hidden. You don't realize it until you actually get up on the um, altar that you can see the, it's like blended in with the wall. And when, when you catch it at the right angle, you realize there's an opening there into another room. Hmm. Uh, uh, I would look for traps for sure. There's there is there is no physical door. Oh, okay. It's just an opening that leads into a back room, uh, warehouse style room with tons of boxes and um, crates and other items. There is like webbing on these. That is rather thick thicker than most spiders you're used to seeing mm, most so... spiders you see around or maybe that big at most size of front part of your boot or something you've heard mm. of giant spiders from several uh, people does otherwise is the room dusty or does it look like it's um dusty old but the webs look <laughs> fresh-ish fresher than yeah that like okay. there are webs laid over the dusty boxes like something may have taken up residence recently all right yeah i will call over uh the rest of the crew all right and they all flow in behind you um careful oh. the web Look at the webs. Careful the web. Yeah, be careful of that, Curlin says. It can bring um, unwanted attention, shall we say. What do you mean? Like like if I like a spi- like if I tap it, a spider's gonna come? Yeah. Can I tap it? And and, and do you tap it? No. I just ask. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of like Yes, I want to. I, am, I don't get I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's the button that'll destroy everything. Oof. Is All there. right. Uh, does it look like there's anything that we can get to without disturb or with yeah without disturbing the webs, mm-hmm. or is it kind of a Making if you go for a box, you're gonna yeah make a search of it or an investigation of it as you're looking for or um yeah. You, there there are a couple of boxes that you think you could actually slide out from underneath the webbing. The webbing kind of s- straddles across it. 
Okay. Um, Would I have a better chance because I'm so short and small? Um. To to do what? To kind of <laughs> to, to get to the ones to get to the ones to in get, the back. Yeah, I'll point I'll point it out and I'll, I'll send you to get it. Then I'll be like, hey, Baron, I think you can get to that one. Yeah. Um. You get to um. You can get the two out that Royce saw, and there's a third one back there that you can actually get under there and um, uh, grab. Um, in order to do so, you're climbing underneath the webbing. Mm-hmm. So I need to roll anything but a one on a D6. Ooh, I'm anything choosing but a different a dice. Different dice. I've had too many ones on the first dice. <laughs> Four. Four. <clears throat> yeah. Under there, you grab this one and you. You actually weasel it out really like Carolyn holds her breath at one moment because she sees you under there. She's like, eh. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you, you get out there and you weasel it. You get these three crates in front of you. They're, they're like nailed shut with um, these spikes. Like uh, like nails. Like right. with nails. Uh, since there's three of them, uh, can I take one and I don't really have much for prying, but can I, I have a small hammer magic to open it, like, uh, put the pressure, water pressure from the box to kind of like, yeah, top, top. Absolutely. Um, it's like a two, <laughs> you need a two to do this. It's, okay. You've done stuff like this before. I mean, I don't want to keep rolling because every time I roll, if I fail, uh, oh, it's a five. It's going to say, keep getting it. So, so, so you, you walk up to one of the crates you have it in front of you and you just kind of run your fingers along that edge and there's like water that seeps out of your fingers there and it suddenly just expands into this chunk of ice and there's an audible pop as the yes. cover pops that's um, exactly what I wanted to do um uh, Baron um you said you had a hammer yes yes okay so you start prying at one with a hammer uh go ahead and roll anything but a one <laughs> Two. Two. Excellent. Thanks. So you're, you're prying up on it and you're popping in. It, you're struggling. You're making a mess of this cover <laughs> with the two. But the, the cover does eventually come off. Both of you, as you lift it up and you look inside, there's a bunch of hay in there. It's a lot like the fragile scene of um, <laughs> a Christmas story. There's just a lot of hay. And as you're digging in it, you eventually get down there is um, like silverware, like plate sets and knives and forks that are like silver and gold inlaid and very finely worked precious metal craftsmanship items and uh Kremlin looks at it and is like oh we can get that out of here that's that's gonna be worth some money i'm gonna take my set my backpack down, take out the silver bowl, and start putting the silverware in. Start putting the silverware in, start putting... Do you pack... Uh, pack? How full do you pack your backpack? I would say I'd probably do halfway because I don't know what else is going to be. Okay. Like, I'm excited, so it's like, oh, what else is here? Gonna, I was kind of looking like I was going to give you three options, and I was going to say, do you pack it with some halfway is a good description do you pack it all the way or do you pack it with like m- probably more than it can hold halfway <laughs> halfway okay that works do you um, do anything Roy, with any of the stuff Royce? i'd look at the, the whatever the nicest looking pieces are because i'm not going to be carrying a lot of stuff around to just grab yeah. a couple of things 
Okay. Yeah, whatever the the most decorative or the most gold or most you know whatever I can judge is most valuable. Okay. Yeah. You you grab. I don't know how many items. Roll a d6. <laughs> how many items do you grab that are worth that? Let's see. Actually, two d6. Do two. Uh, a three and a four. A four. Okay. Yeah. You uh, you grab seven different items out of there. That that's one like... one place setting. Yeah, yeah, one, one place setting out of there. Right. Uh, Jorge, Jorge walks over. Fork, to... Salad fork. <laughs> Soup spoon. Jorge walks over to um, um, and Julius's crate and Baron's crate. Looks down in there, and he looks and he reaches in into just the the fluff and stuff of nowhere where he can see, and he's just feeling around for a little bit. <laughs> and he pulls out a butcher's knife. Yeah, <laughs> slides that in his belt. <laughs> nice. And uh, just kind of looks at Curlin. Curlin's like, we can pick up stuff on the way out too. <laughs> we need to. Yeah. Um, did we open the third crater? It would have been the same stuff. Um, Curlin for she's like, oh, we we'll get stuff on the way out, guys. She puts her hand on that third crate as she's saying that, so we can grab stuff on the way out. Fine. Who knows? So I'm going to dump my bag back upside down and take out the, and put it back in the box. Perfect. Did you dump it into the hay or under the ground? No, into the box. Into the box, but it's still metal on metal. It's going to make a, a bit of a racket. As uh, you, it out. you grab the silver bowl and put it back in the bag. Yep. Dumps <laughs> everything out. Nope, that one's fine. Uh, Royce is going to look at Curlin and roll eyes. And you get, you get this idea that that she's worked with halflings before. <laughs> okay, yeah, yep. Uh, on the far side of the room, you see a um, not spiderwebbed but cobwebbed tunnel that has like some air blowing, and you can see the cobwebs just gently weaving, wafting into the room. Can we get to it without disturbing the webs, or it's going to be yep. uh, okay? <clears throat> all web. The webs are all kind of on the back side of the wall. Okay, good. Yeah, almost, let's... almost as if whatever created them was sentient enough to try and protect the treasure. Ah, uh, that's weird. Yeah. See, so look in the back end of the room. This is the hallway. It's still dark. The torches are still absolutely necessary. Um, side note: Jorge had threw thrown his torch down, and he went back and picked it up after after fighting. He was fighting by, well, he's got dim. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's got tunnel sight, so he doesn't really need the torch. But he's kind of picking it up to, if he needs to explain anything, hey, look. Yeah. He's used to working with people that are blind in the darkness. Mm -hmm. um, moving, who's leading? Moving forward here. I would. Turn, I'll, I'll lead. I am used to right. adventures right. and caves. Um, We're in your element. Mm -hmm. Are you doing anything as you move forward through the tunnel? I'm walking. Okay. That wasn't the right answer. I need, as there's a click on a floor <laughs> tile you step on, um, I gave you the moment. <laughs> it's okay, you have a boon in this. <laughs> See, so, so my in character... my head, it, it's automatic. In my head, like, are you, oh, are you doing anything where you're walking? Yes, obviously, I'm checking for traps. <laughs> 
No, I know. That, Tom I, doesn't I, have I, that. Tom doesn't have that voice. No, I have the cue. I my character okay. because Aaron von Furtbottom doesn't have that cue. Yes, because <laughs> yeah. my character is used to being able to jump out of the way and avoid. Them. Take okay, point. that makes sense. Take a karma point for playing character. You <laughs> are the Furtbottom. Um, there, you as you're walking along, there is a click, and I need you to make a save as these darts come racing down towards you. Actually. And as this goes, we'll figure, figure out if anyone else needs to make a save um, to avoid it. What do I need to avoid it? Uh, three. I got a three. You got a three. Okay. So you jump off to the side, and now Jorge needs to make a, make a three. He's got a four. And Jorge actually, um, yeah, he jumps off to the side. We'll need Royce to make a three. But right. Jorge's watching this closely as it's happening. Alright, I will just regular roll then. It is a five. It is a five. You jump out of the way and that arrow hits the crate and severs one of the webs. Yeah. And the whole webbing goes and we'll stop right there because it's ten to ten. <laughs> And we'll continue with the next time there's extra characters here now, if someone wants to jump in. If we have a different set of people, like mm-hmm. Rick or Jake Curlin or Jorge or Mike, mm-hmm. take one of those and play them. So when we're missing someone, we can continue these expedition adventures. We'll and play if I'm not games. here, uh, Ryan could easily play Royce. He's done that exactly. the water element before. So Exactly. So we have options for continuing when people aren't here to play in this system. Um, each one of these expeditions may be in a different system. So I, I, I would like to try Cairn, which is, you can look at Cairn, I think it's cairnrpg.com, C-A-I-R-N. Um, and that one is a kind of an OS, OSR feel to it, but that has, you have three different stats, um, and it's a d20 roll below what your stat is. So if you have a 12 strength, any strength check you make, you roll a d20, you want to be below a 12. And that's a success. The really cool thing about Karen is their magic system, which you don't have um, spell slots. Much like this, you don't have spell slots in this. There's a magic system that's just dice rolling combat. Um, but anytime you cast a spell, you take a point of fatigue. And what what fatigue is, is fatigue is actually an item that you put in your inventory. And you have 10 inventory slots. So spellcasters carry a spell book for the spell they want to use and leave the rest of their inventory open for fatigue to be able to cast their spells. Mm. Maybe you'll have two, three spell books. It's a whole different system that's Mm. actually very cool that I was looking at. But we will continue this one with Easy D6, and we'll probably do a few more Easy D6s because I like it. I mean, the fact that you you sent this to us on, what, like Tuesday or Wednesday, and we had fully fleshed characters with backstories and able to play uh, without ever having known of this system means it actually is pretty easy to play. And there wasn't a lot of I mean, like, we did some rules lookup, and we had some rules discussion. We didn't go across the six and a one. Discussion. <laughs> um, 
and I'm not opposed to playing it the way you suggested, Jeff. I want to mm -hmm. start with the way that I that I'm interpreting it. Mm -hmm. If it seems too harsh, then we can do that. Uh, for for well, you we killed the other uh, uh, wizard off or the other conjurer off, so it's just me. And to be honest, I don't know if I'd be more afraid as the DM of having the having me succeed or fail because I'm up to seven karma points already yeah, without I mean, really doing a whole lot. Honestly, uh, honestly. I think we'll play it the way I'm interpreting it because you have yeah. seven karma points and a hero die yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you yeah. have two other two opportunities to get out of that. Well, and, like, and that's kind of harsh, but the yeah. the system is so forgiving. Yeah. With the karma and the hero dice to to do it. Yeah. And so it's, well, and that, and that's the thing. It's like I mean, I, normally in D and D, there's no penalty for for failing on just a random check. So mm -hmm. it's like when you say. Oh, I'd like to search the room, and you make me roll. It's like, well, if I fail, I get two karma. So, yeah. I, like, I'm almost like, I'm motivated to make it's extra good. rolls yeah. just because, which oh. is really going to make it interesting later when I'm like, uh, you rolled a two, I'm gonna add four. Oh, yeah. you rolled another two, I'm gonna add four. Yep. Oh, we've exploded this like five times. Yeah, exactly. But when you start fighting stuff like, okay, so what you fought tonight yeah. had, had one strike each. Yeah. Like when when you start fighting stuff where they have strike counts of twelve and six yeah. and three and seven and they have four attacks, <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, you want all that karma. Yeah, yeah. So it's I mean twenty five strikes. I mean that's a dragon, a great worm. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it 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 is a cool cool little system that I, I enjoy and I wanted to get my teeth into and I'm glad we did and I look forward to playing more of it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I That was legitimately a lot of fun because you I you don't ha I, I feel like I don't have to worry about literally anything other than being the character. Yeah, and I think it was in one of the videos that was like, if you really don't want to have to think too much or, or work too hard on the rules or if you're all drinking beer. Yes. It's like, wait, we could do this while drinking. Even the DM could be drinking, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. The problem with drinking and playing tabletop is you forget what happened. <laughs> I spent most of COVID playing a Curse of Strahd thing weekly because we didn't do anything else. And we drank mm -hmm. heavily while playing. And the first conversation when reconvening each Friday was, what happened last week? I don't remember. <laughs> For those of you not from Wisconsin, uh, welcome to the Wisconsin pri Primer. Mm -hmm. Voted the drunkest in 2022, Green Bay was voted the drunkest city in the United States. In 2023, it was voted the best place to live in the United States. Coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> and now we're getting a NFL draft. Oh boy. That's crazy. Yes. It's going to be fun. Side note, I'm steering 100% clear of Lambeau Field on draft night. I really? don't have much of a choice. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I'm, I'm going to park old. my car probably at Bay Park and walk my ass down there. I'm going to go park at Jeff's house. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm closer than Bay Park. Yeah. yeah, I remember going to a couple of games with you walking through yeah. the house. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's close yeah. this out. We are Two Nerds on Quest. We are here Sunday mornings, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Summer is a bit sketchy. Uh, Genius is out on stuff. I'm going to be out for two weekends because of vacation. We're on the 4th of July, but 
you know, we do what we can and uh, it doesn't cost you a damn thing. So quit complaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> support the show. I think, I think I'm out next week. Uh, I'll, I'll be up. I'll be up north, so I might be able to uh, partially join. If everybody else is in, then uh, I'll do what I can to join. All right, sounds good. Um, Otherwise, we'll continue this with. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, support the show. Uh, let other people know about it. Uh, give us reviews, ratings wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Two Nerds One Quest if you want to actually monetarily support us or uh, subscribe to the Twitch channel. Uh, you should. You should follow the channel anyways to get notified when we go live. Um, and I, every once in a while, I do some other stuff on here as well, but mostly it's the D&D thing on Sunday mornings. Um, yeah, follow us wherever you can. Uh, ratings, reviews, let other people know. Like I said, just the, the more support, the better, and the more fun we can have. Uh, bit.ly forward slash our fun discord if you actually want to talk to us about things other than D&D or t- tabletop RPGs pathfinder whatever uh yeah music movies games we'll we talk about damn near everything so with that being said for me for genius for dmjc and for the two who are they again the two people that aren't here this week oh man i wish i could remember who they are Dumb and next week dumb and dumber harry <laughs> and lloyd harry and lloyd that's right harry and lloyd. Jorge catch you and next week